Hey, Sean. Yeah, Brian. Oh, it's such a good jam. If you're from Helsinki, what is your nation of origin? Finland. That's right. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, I'm Sean. I paid attention in school. I'm a geography major. I'm a world traveler. Well, this is a Finnish duo by the name of Pepe Deluxe, and this song is called Daddy's Blazin' Barbecue. Now, if you're ever looking for a really cool late 90s big beat EDM style record, they have one called Beatitude. Every single song on this record is a freaking jam. Every single song. Almost all of them instrumental. There are some with a few vocals that are sampled in there. But it they're just... Listen. If I'm ever in a situation where somebody's chasing me and you happen to be recording it with your phone, could you put this music behind it? Years ago... I actually made a mix CD when I used to burn <laughs> CDs all the time. I burned one called Car Chase that had oh. nothing but songs that would I thought would fit Perfect. the soundtrack of a car chase. Love it. And I kept it in my glove box. <laughs> Luckily, I, I would pull it out occasionally to listen to, but never had to use it in an emergency situation That's because good. my life's never been anywhere near exciting enough to be in a car chase. My name is Brian Oak. That is Sean Bernard. It is episode 163 of the Brian Oak Show podcast here in the Smart Start MN Studios. 163 episodes of... Sean, your thoughts? Um, Stuff. I was going to say, is this fathomable or unfathomable? <laughs> I'm sorry I asked. Yeah, no, 163, <laughs> 163 episodes into conversations, into music, into, into deep, learning. Deep thinking. Learning is what we do here on the yes, Brian Oak do. Show. Sometimes we learn about things that are truly important and impactful, and other times we learn about things people have been brave enough to masturbate with. That's true. That happened a couple episodes Just away. a couple episodes uh, yeah. ago. Now, that doesn't happen frequently. I'm not trying to set the wrong no, tone. encouraging it. Well, Oh, I'm encouraging it. I just oh, you are. we okay. don't we just don't talk that much about it on the show, but we did just a couple episodes ago. Actually, our last few episodes have been kind of fantastic. The Record Store Day one was, was deeply fun. informative about Record Store Day. Yep. Colleen Cruz was our guest recently, yep. and she she's wonderful all day every day. Whether she's got something to promote or just wants to shoot the shit, she's one of the most interesting people I've ever talked to in my entire life. She is. No, she absolutely is. I mean, she's got an incredible life story. Uh, and not just her entertainment life story, but right. her life story is pretty compelling. And even her tales of the mundane and the everyday yes. are wildly entertaining. So we try to bring you the best in local conversation, but also as the world is slowly reopening, slowly, but apparently over the last couple of weeks with a great deal of haste, it is opening all the way back up. Shows are coming back. First Avenue's announced more than 150 shows in Man, the coming year, busy. but a lot of other places are starting to announce it. Bars are opening back up. People are going back out. Open 
mouth kissing right by the bar where they serve the drinks and the food. They're just making out? Right over the condiments. Oh, man. That's yeah, gross. no. We're safe. No, no. Everything's fine. We're back, baby. No, Everything's just not over cool. The condiments. <laughs> and it's not always about music. Sometimes it's about comedy, which it's going to be about today. We're having a returning guest who's going to be hosting a new comedy night in the Twin Cities right over there in Northeast. And we'll talk about that momentarily, but I have to share something that I'm very excited about. We started a new podcast back in late 2019, you and I did, and we knew that the world was changing. We had started to hear about coronavirus at that point, but nobody really knew what it was going to look like shortly thereafter. Within a few months, all of a sudden, it looked really serious, and worldwide, things were shutting down, and it looked like the hot zone. It looked like an Ebola outbreak. Yes. And then by spring of last year, 2020, it was a full-blown pandemic, worldwide lockdown, And none of us really knew what that looked like, staying at home, not touching anyone, wearing a mask, slathering up in more hand sanitizer than any of us knew existed. Some people were hand sanitizer types before we got into the pandemic. I became one of those people. I used to laugh at those people. I'm like, look at your red, chapped-ass hands, you (laughs) silly, paranoid freak. And then all of a sudden, we all got a taste of exactly what it means to be like that. So in any event, the point I'm making is things got weird last year. My daughter for my birthday, which is in May, last year bought us a pair of tickets. She and I have gone to see music many times Mm -hmm. together. We've traveled a couple times together to go see music. Good example is Shaky Knees in Atlanta. My daughter and I have a wonderful relationship. She likes a lot of music that I can't stand and vice versa. (laughs) But the Venn diagram of our musical taste has a huge amount of crossover. She bought me tickets for my birthday to something called the Cruel World Festival, which is this massive 80s fest. And it got delayed, pushed back to September. Well, of course, by September, things were worse than they were in May. And so it got canceled altogether, and we were deeply bummed. Well, it got announced. It got reset, and it's coming up May of 2022, which I know is almost a year away, but time keeps on slipping into the future, and it's going to be here before I know it. Let me just run down very, very briefly who's going to be performing at Cruel World, a one-day festival in Pasadena, California. Luckily, one of my best friends on planet Earth lives in Altadena, which is just up the hill from Pasadena. Got a place to stay, just need to get airfare. My daughter purchased tickets for the new Cruel World Festival. Now, the headliner is the right-wing, bloviating blowhard of all blowhards, Morrissey, who I could not give a shit about. Was never a big Smiths guy to begin with, even with all the 80s stuff I loved. But this does, though. It allows the seasoned concert goer to go, oh, the headliner's coming on. Let's get the fuck out of yeah, here. Good night. Let's hit the t-shirt booth, grab the t-shirts we want. Let's beat this traffic home because even when you're only going from Pasadena to Altadena, California traffic sucks out loud. However, here are the other bands we will be sticking around to see. Just sink your teeth into this for a minute. Bauhaus, Blondie. Devo, mm. Echo and the Bunnymen, The Psychedelic Furs, Violent Femmes, The Church, English Beat, Public Image Limited, Missing Persons, and this band right here that I love almost as much as any other 80s band is going to be playing as well. And I have to share the post from my friend Sarah Boucher, Please. who moved out there, went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. She posted this today. By the way, you know this concert sold out in 30 minutes, right? Yeah, no, my daughter got in, and she got yeah. in on, on the presale, and we've got our tickets secured. Crazy. Here's what my friend Sarah says. If this night doesn't end with me dry humping someone who reeks of clove cigarettes in the back <laughs> in the back of a bitchin' Camaro after losing the final round of quarters and wasted on California coolers that I spilled all over my rad lace gloves from Express with my eyes smeared with blue mascara and my hair helmeted with an assload of Aquanet 
and so disoriented from dance kicking like Molly Ringwald that I got to call my mom making a collect call from a phone booth and telling her the address to pick me up when the robo-operator instructs me to clearly state who this collect call is from, that I have miserably failed my Gen X exam. What is your friend's first name? Sarah. Sarah, I will be there with my daughter, (laughs) but I also smoke clove cigarettes. This is so very, very 80s. This band right here, though, I'm as excited as anybody, except maybe Bauhaus and Devo, who I am dying to see live. Never seen, well, I did see Bauhaus, their reunion. It wasn't great. Devo, I've never seen live. Love. I am a child of the 80s. Oh, I yeah. am a Gen Xer. I can't, did it really already sell out completely? 30 minutes. Unbelievable. My daughter was smart. She got us tickets, and I'll be going next May to see all those other bands, including this band right here. Oh, I love it so very much. Berlin on The Brian Oak Show.
just one of my favorites of all time, and it's not even one of the hits. They had much bigger songs than that. It's a great that, tune. But great man, tune. do I love it. It was like an auxiliary hit. Like, they played it on the radio for about two minutes because they had some other hits, and a couple of years later, they would come out with Take My Breath Away that it would go on to be, oh, yeah. make them superstars because Top it was Gun. in freaking Top Gun. But man, Berlin, that, that icy synthesizer, cool female vocalist in Terry Nunn, just one of maybe more than a dozen bands I'm giddy to go see, and it's a year away but think about this last year. This that last year was a slog. It was a fucking just gigantic piece of shit pie that took most of the year to eat. And I'm still I don't like the taste in my mouth. Now, you've got almost a year to grow your hair out into that wedge that you used to have back in the day. Are you going to dress the part? Here's the difference. And, yeah. I mean, I again, when I was in the 80s, I was the kid with the asymmetrical new yes, wave wedge yes, haircut. Yes. I was also the kid with the uh with the trench coat Oh, yeah. With the safety pin jeans. Yes. Uh, with all the buttons on my trench coat. Yes, please. I mean, I was it, I was a caricature from a John Hughes movie. There's no <laughs> yes. question that I was. Here's the difference. Uh, I still have some of my hair. Yeah. But it's a little bald in the back here, right? I feel like one of those asymmetrical new wave wedges probably isn't quite as convincing. What I'm thinking instead is I'm going to tease it all up. White lace gloves. Absolutely. Madonna wannabe. A whole armful of like rubber bracelets. Yes. With the mesh. Are you going to wear a mesh top? A mesh half top. Fuck yeah, dude. With a lacy bra underneath it? Somebody is going to show up to that show. Oh, you know for a fact that people are going to. they may not be But here's the deal. I love the. Oh, no, they won't be. I love these bands. I've never been big on dress up. Despite my love of like the Renaissance Festival. And you would think. I'm not not really a dress up guy. And all your time with D&D. And not a LARPing guy at all, by any means. My name is Brian Oak. His name is Sean Bernard. It is the Brian Oak Show podcast, episode 163, supported by Smart Start MN. Smart Start MN is Minnesota's original ignition interlock company. That means you drink and drive, you you lose your license. Those are both givens right there, if you do that thing. Now, you need to get back into your car. What do you do? Do you wait months? Do you pay thousands of dollars? You certainly can, or you could find a shorter and less expensive way to get back to your livelihood, like driving your car now it's not going to erase all the pain of making that silly mistake of drinking and driving but it is going to allow you to get back into your car that's the number one thing they do they invented it they worked with the state legislature they brought it into being in minnesota they're the original ignition interlock company in the state they're also the primary sponsor and the studio name sponsor of the brian oak show and we would like you to support them so they continue to support us what's the best way to find out more about them and find out the best way to save money with them go to smartstartmn.com slash the brian oak show they'll give you 20 percent off the installation of the ignition interlock and they won't shame you through the process which is kind of nice and they're cool and they like music yeah. so if you're nervous you know and you're like oh how do i break the ice oh. bring up a band that you like and ed will be like oh and you'll be like no i really have to get back to business here and he'll be like talking about music <laughs> for the next 45 minutes because that's good like that our guest today has been a guest on the show before he is a comedian he is also an accredited and acknowledged country music legend and his name is chris maddock chris welcome back to the brian oak show thank you for having me glad great to, to be you. back guys look i mean uh, how often do we get a country music legend uh, per, twice I mean, in capital letter well, okay <laughs> twice that's, that's so you're great. never coming back <laughs> oh well i didn't mean to paint myself limitless, out of here limitless. <laughs> You as many times as you want. You what I sent meant. me a long intro that I'm not even going to bother reading. I what yes, I want, what bio. I want from you, it, it's just long. The bio is long, um, and so <laughs> when I say a brief bio, and it's funny, it's well written. I Did really you say like brief? it. 
I don't. I didn't see that part. Oh, did I not say that part? Okay, well, so here's the deal. We're in an elevator. You've got four floors to give me your elevator speech of who you are and what you do. Unless who I press stop. Uh, no, we're not doing that. I've got the places to be. emergency stop button? Who the hell is Chris Maddock? <laughs> um, stand-up comedian and uh, podcaster, host of uh, Servitude Podcast. And uh, servitude is that like for subs, like doms and subs? Is that what servitude is all about? Uh, no, no, did I misname it? I might have misnamed it. Get, get, get the gimp, but uh, where's the gimp? Hey, man, get hey, him man, up. We, we, He's we, listening to the servitude podcast. We go there. Oh, we're not afraid to go anywhere here on no, this I'm show not. either. What is your podcast about? Uh, working in restaurants and oh, customer service, that servitude. Kind of thing. Now, that yeah. makes more sense to me right there. Servitude. That's actually a deep, rich vein right there, because I have a tremendous number of friends who work in the service industry, and um, there are parts that are both glorious and profane to that life. So I imagine there's some very interesting conversations on your podcast. It's awesome, yeah, and we have, uh, the lines are open, so people call in. Um, That's, we want it to be a call-in show. You do it live. We do it live. Wow. Monday nights at nine. Okay. uh, We do it on Facebook and YouTube, and we're going to start doing it on Twitch, too, I think. And And people can call in, like a call-in show. It's a call-in show. Call in and, uh, Tell us what's uh, heaping your help in there. Do you ever get abject assholes who have no interest in moving the narrative forward and are just either drunk or straight up dicks that try to fuck with your show? Drunk, yes. We haven't had any dicks yet, though. Okay, well, that's everyone's, nice. everyone's uh, pretty interested, and usually we just do sort of a rapid fire uh, segment with people. Where I got we're it. I got kinda it. Kind of ask them a bunch of questions, but sometimes we have a a straight up guest in studio or on Zoom, and uh, you can Zoom call in too, so we can see people your love face. Zoom. Or- Facial expressions. They I do. mean, dude, that <laughs> blew up, right? It's better than nothing. Podcast. Or, it uh, became the whole bit. It's yes. the whole bit. So now, and we kind of breezed over comic, and we talked about this when you were in here last time. Getting into comedy is not easy. A lot of people think like, oh, my friends think I'm funny. Hey, Sean, you're funny. Why don't you go do 10 minutes of stand-up? Oh, uh, and usually the problem <clears throat> is it's the people like that, that they, they're stealing everybody else's jokes, or they're doing movie quotes, and they think they're funny. It's like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. You're stealing somebody else's material. <laughs> You're only funny if you can write original shit and make people laugh. Right? Well, and, and that's the thing I like. The reason I like to bring it up is I don't know if there's anything that I would find more terrifying. I mean, I've I've been up on stage in front of 20,000 people to introduce a band before. Mm-hmm. I've been on stage interviewing John Cleese in front of 1,200 fuck people yeah, that before. That was a big moment. It, was, it, was, it freaked me the fuck out. The thought, if someone said... I need you for 10 minutes to go do comedy. Get up in front of this bar, in front of 25 people. Your job is to make these fuckers laugh. I've been pretty funny before, and I've I've been in situations (laughs) where I've made people laugh. That sounds awful to me. At what point did you decide that you wanted to torture yourself for the rest of your life? Well, hey, I wouldn't want to be on stage in front of 20,000 people, so I'm I'm glad I'm not you. It was brief just to introduce a band, but I mean... 25, you're being generous. Well, okay. What what was your question? What's the smallest number of people you've ever done comedy for? One. <clears throat> is that yourself in the mirror? No, no. Literally one guy sitting you in front of you. can't practice that way because uh, even if the guy's laughing, it's not uh, honest feedback. Yeah, So, but I mean, so you've done a comedy set in front of a person. Yeah, yeah. That's impossible. It happens. Dude, it was awesome. It was this uh, uh, Somalian guy. Did he laugh? Uh, no, he was from Ethiopia. Oh, yeah, he was laughing, but he had a lot of questions, too. I'll bet. He had uh, uh, one That's guy- more of a conversation than a comedy <laughs> act. One guy had a, uh, he had a joke where the- the punchline was, uh, you know, he's cheating on his wife in the case. He goes, ha, ha, what did she say? You know, and, uh, nice. and he goes, no, it's a joke. He goes, no, I mean, when you're, you know, your wife, what, what, what did she say when she found out? 
He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, it's a joke. So it's both funny and literal at the same time. <laughs> so you do comedy now, and you've done comedy for a while, but you also incorporate music into your comedy, thus the little, literally living country legend. And you've got a new bit on the way, which is going to be a regular comedy night, which I want to go into in depth. But before we do that, I hate getting too far into the show without having the guest feature some music. Now, you've picked a band that I know almost nothing about. Literally the only thing I know about Mr. Bungle is that they have a song called Squeeze Me Macaroni. Yeah. Which one of the lyrics, the only one that sticks out in my brain, is Squeeze Me Macaroni, Slop my, Your Face With My Baloney. Which, does that sound family That's friendly good to you? poetry. <laughs> I was going to say, you read it well. It was very, yeah. Squeeze me macaroni. It was like Peter O'Toole right there. It was. Slop your face with my baloney. <laughs> um, and so, and I don't think that Mr. Bungle is said, all like that. Can I have a minute? But no, nope, you may not. <laughs> you segment. absolutely may not. Um, Mr. Bungle, <laughs> is Mike Patton from Faith No More in Mr. Yeah, Bungle? Yeah, this was their band before he was in uh, okay. Faith No More and right, all that. Right. And, and uh so this album that they came out with, that the one you're talking about, there's lots of horns. It's kind of circusy kind of music. Very much. Well, there's a clown on the front of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yeah. scary clown. Exactly. Um, but this was, so they re-recorded their demo from like 1985, I guess. Okay. And they've got uh, Scott Ian from Anthrax in there <laughs> now. And, wow. Uh, uh, Dave Lombardo is on drums. And it's just straight up thrash. And it's like, it's so fun. It's just like 56-year-old dudes just like... <laughs> You know when Metallica started going soft or whatever, yeah, and people yeah, yeah. were going like, "Oh, well, they're getting an old. They're getting old. You know, you can't blame them." Right? It's like, "Oh, you didn't have to do that. You can just these. This is just like a joyous romp of thrash metal." Is I this think. relatively recent? Yeah, they just put it out last year. Oh, fabulous! Yeah. All right. Well, so apparently, Mr. Bungle alive and well and thrashing harder than ever. And this one, appropriately entitled "Anarchy Up Your Anus" on the Brian Oak Show.
We talked about the 80s, and as a kid who had his shit shook up in the 80s, you know, growing up in the mean cul-de-sacs of Coon Rapids, um, <laughs> when when punk rock came along, when I found New Wave, when I found all this music that wasn't on the radio, I'm like, oh, holy shit, there's a whole world out there. Then I stumbled into the world of hardcore, you know, whether it be Husker Du, probably the most frightening band I ever heard in my life that changed my shit was Dead Kennedys. They, mm-hmm. didn't, they weren't quite that hardcore, but they were hardcore in a different way. They, yeah. they, they brought loud, heavy music, but they also brought this terrifying political reality that the world is not on your side. The world treats you like cattle, and you are, they, they are not your friend. But then there were lots of hardcore bands like that that I've been in the pit more than once when I was a teenager <laughs> to a band that sounded like that. I didn't give a shit what they were singing about. I just wanted to get out there and throw elbows, baby. Totally. Did yeah. you see Dead Kennedys? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Only once. In fact, I only ever saw Husker Du once, and I only ever saw wow. Dead Kennedys once. It was at the same show at the Armory, which has now been transformed yep. into Dude. a gorgeous concert venue. Back in the day, it was literally a military surplus armory, yeah. so it looked like a gymnasium, you know, like a <laughs> yeah. four-times gymnasium with a concrete ceiling. They had set up this makeshift stage, Otto's Chemical Lounge, Husker Du, Dead Kennedys, 1985. And wow. again, I... Fun side story. I asked the prettiest girl that I'd ever seen. She wasn't in the popular girls' club. She was sort of this weird, esoteric outlier. That's what you need. You gotta find she, them. Discover she, them. She was... Cool, too. I remember her name, Jennifer Lee. And she was... <sighs> what a name. Was, Nobody doesn't like she Jennifer Lee. She was dizzyingly pretty to look at. <laughs> but oh. not like in the feathered, cockatiel bangs, rich girl, popular girl way. She, again, was sort of this outlier. And I don't know, I never had the strength to talk to any girls when I was in high school. Nothing like that. I walked up to her and I said, hey, I um, bought two tickets to go see Husker Du and... De- and again, Coon Rapids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, I got tickets to go uh, to see Husker Du and Dead Kennedys coming up in a week and a half. Is there any chance you'd like to go with me? And she looked up at me with this perfect face. I mean, like something out of a silly teen movie. And she's like, that sounds really fun, Brian. I'd love to go. And I was like... <laughs> done oh, okay and i turned around and walked back to my table it was in french class yeah and we did and we went and we had a fantastic time and it went so well that i never talked to her again <laughs> yeah no because i'm a coward did you just a coward did you smoke cloves what's that smoke a clove uh clove yeah. Yeah. yeah it was super cold it was the middle of winter when we went it was i remember it was bitterly cold and the the couple who gave us a ride was a double date uh the car broke down anyway sorry that was too deep i haven't thought about jennifer lee in 20 plus years i'm having some weird high school flashbacks right now because of the hardcore i'm thinking of her which i appreciate very much uh, i miss her i do too well, chris maddox as fate would have it i actually have her on the phone right now yeah. jennifer facebook just no. kidding of course i think her dad was a cop what do you have in your hand right there Oh, I brought you guys an album. What do you got? It's uh, oh, this is my that. first album, Point of Entry. It's not my set. It's not my newest one because I packed those away and I couldn't find them. <laughs> I came here, so you know you're a hell of a merchandiser. No, I'm not actually. So, uh, <laughs> but I know how to. I know how to make up an excuse to come back. That's yeah. Well, oh, there we go. True. Okay, so let me see. It's, it's, yep. and now, if people, well, apparently people can't get your second one because you don't know where they are. But if people want to get their hands on your product, say for instance, Point of Entry by Chris Matic. Is yep. there a, a, what's the best website? What's the best portal for people to reach you and find yourself? Yeah, chrismaddock.com or uh, standuprecords.com. Okay. And uh, you, uh, we got a full, it's a special. We got a special on uh, uh, v- uh, Vimeo. So that's the video uh, special of Country Music Legend, the latest album. Yep. Yep. Or you can get it on Apple, you know, iTunes. I noticed you're missing your left ear. Did Vincent Van Gogh actually 
paint that one? Uh, no, I just my head's turned a little. A little. Oh, I see. I see. You know, it's he's got no object permanence. It's <laughs> it's like it's on the other Tell side. Tell me about it, <laughs> <laughs> Chris. You are musician. You are comedian. You are man about town, and you. I mean, again, so we've all been locked down for a long time, right? I think we talked to you back in last year. What, yeah. like six months ago, October, yeah. or something like that. Something like that. All right, September, very good. Uh, has anything funny happened to you since then? Before we talk about your new venture, uh. Dude, there has to be, right? You'd I think. went to Fargo twice because they didn't have a pandemic there. That's no, right. so I they get did. To do shows. They did. They just didn't give a shit. No, that's how I opened the show. I go, because you look up the numbers, right? So right. you go up, you, and it's just spiked. I went in there in July. Yeah. They were having shows in July. So I Oof. went to this bar, and no one came out because they were, it was, it was like, the feeling was like when you're, you know when you're going to break up with someone, but no one's pulled the trigger yet, and you're out yeah. to dinner, and you're just both like, we shouldn't be here. That's what the show felt like. And so I'm sitting there, and I here's how I open the show. I go, I go. So how's the numbers here? How's the COVID numbers? What do you think? And they're like, oh, pretty good. And then you go, nope, look, no. it's like a big spike. Yeah. And then you go, good evening. Let's have fun. <laughs> hey, let's get those masks off. Yeah. <laughs> I have friends from South Dakota who said that they went back three or four times during the pandemic, and at no point were they ever anywhere in public where the majority of people were wearing masks. No, we just went, just didn't care. The owner, I mean, it's a great club and everything. They took us out to this bar, and it was just me and the feature from here and uh-huh. we're, we're just sitting there with, with our masks on going like i don't feel comfortable right now like this yeah no it's like the movie the omega man where the only other people on yeah. the planet are all vampires and they don't give a shit about your well-being <laughs> or your health but, unbelievable so yeah. so i mean you still were able to cra- eke out some sort of living in the meantime still at least at least hone your or, or, or ply your craft at least a couple times yeah, since we've was, seen you i last. think i did three shows maybe during okay. the whole time and uh yeah it, you know well, like that, I said, felt, that felt, shit's about to change, though, isn't it? Oh, yes. So yes. coming up relatively soon, this coming Wednesday, in fact, will be the first of what will hopefully be many, possibly an infinite number of comedy nights. Now, what's interesting to me about people going out to see comedy, right, is people think I'm going to the ha-ha shack or whatever the hell, right? <laughs> yeah. Giggles, dipshits. Whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're just crazy. We got nothing. Huh? crackers two drink minimum um (laughs) you go out and people think like oh it's gonna be terrible or oh (laughs) or or, i mean but but let's be honest not every comedian's funny right it it, it all you have to we don't get to pick what we love right and but what i think when people think about an open mic night or uh, a, a more localized or smaller comedy night all the things they fear about going out to a proper giant comedy night are only magnified they're like nobody here's gonna be fucking funny yeah. Why is that wrong? Well, comedy comedy's subjective, right? It is. Wrong. Yeah. That's wrong. It's actually wrong. People don't know that. Mathematics? Oh. Yeah. No, it's it's objective. Funny's funny. <laughs> Just because people aren't laughing. It doesn't, doesn't mean it's it does, not funny. Nope. It means they're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that I, I thought you were going a different direction because I've always said just because you're paranoid doesn't mean someone's not following you. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> same bit. Um, so let's do this. Let's let's before we before we condemn comedy or break it down to its new you know its basic elements. Uh, you have a new comedy night coming up. When, where, what's it called? How do people find out more? Cool. So uh, it's the Death Comedy Jam. You can find that uh, on Facebook. Which we should mention before we, I'm sorry, yeah. before we start moving forward, I hate to interrupt you, but you did the Death Comedy Jam for years. Yes. This is this is the revival. This is the return. And it's not Death, D-E-F. No. It's Death, 
as in what waits for us all at the end of this brief visit to the mortal coil. Yeah, or like what you find at an open mic. It's just <laughs> straight up darkness. Yeah. The death Bla- comedy the infinite jam. infinite black. Yeah, no, I, I named it the death comedy jam because it sounded like death comedy jam and because I thought they were going to cancel it. Uh, <laughs> I, when I worked at Grumpy's, uh, it was, uh, they, they offered me a job hosting this open mic. I don't think I would have started comedy otherwise because right. it was so painful and 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 it, i was sick every wednesday but right. we ended up doing it every week for 15 years and it was just the openest mic in town that's a hell of a run man 15 years yeah. i mean unless the night has some blood to it unless it has some life to it you know there's nobody no matter how forgiving or how you know open they are nobody lets something exist for 15 years that doesn't have some real legs to it so you must have had some great people come by or else you are one of the funniest people to have ever lived both um nice so they uh no we had a List from here to the floor of, of really, we had, you know, Daniel Tosh and Doug Stanhope and Paul F. Tompkins and Andy Kindler. And we had uh, Maria Bamford. Would, wow. She came like five, six times, Todd Glass. And she would watch the show. I loved her. Wow. Um, yeah. but uh, She's a weirdo, but she's wonderful. Uh, oh, man. It was great. But uh, it was, so the way you got on stage for that show is you got to, you get the name, you spelled your name close. You get the spelling close, and then you I put you up. And uh, all you had to do was technically do comedy like I, there was maybe one or two times where i was like you're not you're not actually doing comedy you're just right. ranting about something but um in 15 years maybe two people but this show uh we're gonna do um it's gonna be five i'm gonna have five comics people i came up with a lot of times people who are you know headliners funny and, and yeah super funny and they're gonna be you know doing 10 or 15 minutes each we're gonna have a live band bumper music uh bringing up the comics we're gonna open the doors an hour early at seven and we're gonna show different like movies and tv shows like we're starting out with hercules the legendary journeys sure minnesota's own kevin, kevin sorbo, sorbo. Yeah. yeah yeah and we'll just i'm gonna run around with the mic i don't know what's gonna happen i'm just gonna you know we're just gonna have fun well that's part of the fun stuff. of it okay so we we understand the premise death yeah. comedy death comedy jam is coming back you're gonna have people who if not absolutely grinder professionals have been professional, know how to do comedy, know what's funny, are going to make it worth your while to show up. There's going to be a live band to do bumps in and bumps out. Where is this going to be happening? It's going to be happening at Beast Barbecue, the old <gasps> legends on uh, East Hennepin. That's East Hennepin, right? Uh, yeah. I'm literally yep. leaving this well, show, which is being recorded on Friday, going directly there to a birthday. Get event. the brisket sandwich. It, they have great food. Craziness. And I love a lot of barbecue, but I don't like eating meat off the bone. Brisket is probably my single favorite form of barbecue. I get the brisket. They got the good sauce there too. Yeah, dude, it's it's yeah, it's amazing. So I was blown I can away. laugh and eat amazing brisket is what you're telling me. That's right. So it's going to be at and it's called Beast Beast Barbecue. All right, in Northeast Minneapolis, right there off East Hennepin. Um, and when is it going to be happening? When when will I find both the brisket and the laughter? Wednesdays, doors are at 7. We start the Hercules. I'll have a laser pointer so we can, you know, go over the fine points. And then we're going to uh, start the show at 8 with the music. Um, what else? Oh, it's free. Wait, wait, wait. And so the brisket, let's be clear, is not free. A restaurant has to stay open. Correct. But entertainment... Normally, follow me. in this day and age, I mean, I talked about my daughter buying tickets to go see Cruel World. As we get back out into the real world, people are not only not offering guest lists, they're charging up to and frankly beyond full price, which is fine. Venues need to recover. Artists need to recoup. We need to get back into the flow of things. I hope they just don't use this excuse to keep the prices where they are because those two-day tickets were nuts. What you're telling me, though, no finder's fees, no service fees. I could literally walk in the door 
order a seltzer water, and sit and watch five headline-quality comics. That's right. I'll be passing the hat after the show. Well, but. of course. Be, and, and <laughs> yeah, people, but we're going to get you all We're going to get you all tickled first. Why, why? Well, and that loosens up the wallets, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> yep. But as Sean and I have talked about repeatedly over the course of the pandemic, small businesses, whatever they might be, you know, knife-throwing academies, places that throw pots, restaurants, you know, obviously tons of small cobblers. mom and pop cobblers, you know, although they do occasionally get help from gnomes and elves overnight. So yes. I think they're not in as, yeah. as dark a dire straits a as a lot of us are, but small business, mom and pop places, and also artists, man, every time that we have an <laughs> artist on, go to their band camp, go to their page, buy their merch, buy their music, do the right thing. If you go in and I feel like it's an interesting experiment, I think, right? As long as people observe the social contract, if you go in and you laugh your ass off and your stomach hurts a little bit, you throw 10 or 20 bucks in the fucking hat when the hat comes around. Doesn't that seem reasonable? Totally, dude. I, mean, I used to sell, well, I, st- I used to, I still do when I have shows, but you uh, you sell albums after the show. Right. And uh, you make so much more money when you just tell people, just give whatever you got. Yeah. People give you, t- every, if you charge 10 bucks, they'll give you 10 bucks. But right. if you say, you know, I put them in the guitar case and just go, whatever you got. And people throw twenties in all the time. Well, and that's, that's just that's the bit, right? Because then it allows the person who's actually going through a little hard time and doesn't have any money lets them throw in two bucks. But then the person who's like, "I'm doing okay, and I haven't done shit in a year and a half. I got a twenty dollar bill. That was funny as fuck. Here you go." I I like that philosophy very very much. But the people that throw in the two dollars, I think it's important if they say, "Hey, do you have like a a guest list, like a, or an email newsletter?" You just right. go, "No." I don't have any e-newsletter. <laughs> would Fuck that would guys. that benefit me? I'm not sure. <laughs> I know you're having a little bit of a tough time. I think right he now. wants. I think he wants you to just appeal to more of your high enders. Yeah. He yeah. just wants to make yeah. sure that your know shows your are populated uh, yeah. by one percenters or at least people with a couple of twenties. I should a couple <laughs> of twin skis <laughs> exactly. in their. Wallet. I should switch to be a VIP comedian. Yeah, oh, that, exactly. Because yeah. they're not. You know, they're really open. Opening a new night called the Velvet Rope. <gasps> exactly. With Chris that's your, Maddox. That's a, my point. You go pay what you want, and then title. you just out the people that way. <laughs> yeah. They're throwing two Pay bucks. what you want, starting at $100. <laughs> <laughs> you know, $100, $200, whatever amount of 100 you want. Exactly. Look, there are no requirements here, right? I mean, as little as $100 is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like it. I like it. Will you let Brian and I come there sometime with you and do a little bit of a Mystery Science Theater 3000 beforehand? Yes. I think that would be fun. I mean, See, that- I refuse. I will not get up in front of a, no, a no, room no. full we're of people sit, and do we're a gonna bit. We're going to sit like Mystery Science Theater. Fine. Yeah, we're going to have three I'll, microphones. I'll, I'll riff on something. The I'll movie r- will be going and we will make stupid comments. Yeah. We can do that. They got TVs no. all over the place. Love it. I was Kev- kind of planning on just running around with the mic if someone's yeah. like, excuse me, I have a, I've noticed something in his pants. I'd like to point out. I'm right. over there. I got the laser pointer. I can circle the bulge. You know, yeah, no Hercules. Well, I mean, he's also, I mean, he's clearly rouges his nipples. There's nobody yeah. whose nipples are that, oh. that sort of dark maroon. I don't remember that. Yeah, no, we used to watch this when I was, we had like uh, bong parties on Sunday nights in high school. We'd watch Hercules. The legendary journeys. Hercules possessed a strength the world had never seen. <laughs> a strength surpassed only by the power of his heart. Wow. Also, kids, 
bong parties in high school, stay in school, don't do drugs. Tell me who Zach Sherwin <laughs> you know, is. I was cool enough to have bong parties, yeah, I know. and now I'm a dad, and I call them bong parties. We never called them that. Why no. did that fall out of my head? And who cared? Well, because... You know what? Because as a dad, Marijuana. you want to explain things. <laughs> no, these were parties where we had a bong, and it wasn't really a proper party. We were just hanging out watching Hercules, but we also were hitting that bong. Yeah, we were, uh, you know, just a bunch of dudes with no ladies around, just uh, bong partying. Yep. yep. I totally, Kevin Sorbo could totally get it. Dating's overrated. <laughs> I better have a bong there. Maybe the show won't be as good. Well, I mean, but well, again, I have nipples to look out for, though. Exactly, burgundy, rich burgundy. I assume nipples. he is too. I mean, I can't, I can neither confirm nor deny. Tell me who the <laughs> hell Zach Sherwin is. Uh, Zach Sherwin uh, is probably most famous for being a writer and performer on the epic rap battles of history, and uh, he where it's like Einstein versus Tesla, or totally, yeah. two different presidents One against each other, wow. which you would think is corny as hell, but they were so cleverly so written. Good. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the famous rap battles of history is a series. Of, it's been probably four or five years since I really dug into them, but I remember once I found them, I went deep down that rabbit hole, yeah. and they're all good. They're, they're all super good. Yeah. Teddy Roosevelt versus Winston Churchill is one of my favorites. I um, got to hear that one. But They're uh, super good. Yeah, uh, he was at Grumpy's back in the day. I met him, and uh, he's got his own albums out, and he is like, he went from comedy rapper to just being a rapper who's super funny, if that really? makes sense. He's yeah. just really good, and so this is him, yeah. All right. This one's called I Don't Care. ZS. No one raps anymore like they did in 1998 when a song went to number 24 on the Billboard chart list. Still Not a Player was the title and Big Punisher was the artist. I'm not sure if you remember it much or not, but if you know the chorus, show me what you got. I don't want to be a player no more. I'm not a player, I just crush a lot. Now halfway through the song's duration, Pun and a woman have a conversation. He says to her, I can go downstairs, little brown hairs everywhere. You know, grooming standards were different in the 90s. But she says, you nasty. And his reply, you ask me? Well, he says, I don't care. Not I don't care, but a rhyme for downstairs and brown hair is I don't care. Which doesn't really work. I don't care. I mean, own's not a word. I don't care. It's like you can't take the words I don't and rhyme them with brown and down. I don't care. That defies all conventions. I don't care. It's downright unorthodox. I don't care. Big pun, you're not afraid to break the rules. And frankly... I'm inspired. Galileo said we orbit the sun, not the reverse. David killed Goliath despite his height and girth. Columbus said the earth wasn't flat but round. And my man Big Pun wrote a rap with Oun. See, they defied the conventional wisdom. Each had a conviction many would say is dumb, but they didn't care. And Pun showed he didn't care by pronouncing I don't care uncaringly. Oun care. See, it's a mini manifesto for saying yes when the rest of the world says no. It's like, don't let the bastards get you down. Believe in yourself and think on your own. And if you think the reason Pun fudged it is because he couldn't rhyme it, then you've misjudged it. There's a million easy ways to finish that couplet, and here's just a few I came up with. He could have said, I can go downstairs. Little brown hairs everywhere. How about oral sex? Does that sound fair? Or downstairs, little brown hairs everywhere. I got my face up in your loungewear. Or downstairs, little brown hairs everywhere, wet and fuzzy like a drowned bear. Or downstairs, little brown hairs everywhere, open in the middle like a town square. 
The point is, shoot for the moon. Soar like you're a balloon. Go ape, you baboon. Break the cocoon. I know pun doesn't care. Now show me that youn. Everybody say, I don't care. Your goals are unrealistic. I don't care. There are lots of really good reasons why you can't accomplish what you want. I don't care. You won't get that promotion. I don't care. You won't earn that degree. I don't care. You're not as young as you used to be. I don't care. The person you like's out of your league. I don't care. Albert Einstein, you didn't talk till the age of four, man. You can't be a scientist. I don't care. Michael Jordan, you were cut from your high school ball team. You can't play NBA. I don't care. Zach Sherwin, you can't write a rap song about one obscure lyric from another rap song that wasn't even that famous in the 90s and expect it to become a number one hit record. I don't care. Freaking brilliant. Totally. Is, is Zach going to be part of your night? Uh, if he's ever in town. Yeah? Yeah, absolutely. I haven't seen him around in a while, but you know. That was brilliant. I haven't seen anyone. It was fantastic. Way too literate for his own good, but very, very good. It's the Brian Oak Show, episode 163. Before we go any further, Sean Barnard, you are a friend of mine. You are also deeply invested, some say too deeply, in Brian Oak Show podcast. I am. You're stuck. Yeah, it's I like quicksand in one of those old school Errol Flynn movies. You're in it, baby. You You're not to, going anywhere. He's got the Brian Oak Show shirt. You guys can't see him. He's got the I shirt, do. the hat. He's got a little flag yeah. Yeah. that he I holds. Uh, it's a small flag, but that's all we could really afford at this Contractually point. Contractually obligated. It yeah. says yeah. Brian Oak no. Show, though. It's got yeah. enough room. But, but you think also... I wear it just in here on the one or two days a week we record? You nope. better not. <laughs> you better not know what. Sleep I have a contract it. that says you need to be wearing that even when you're getting on the job. You know it. Your other job, by the way, is working as a realtor for Edina Realty, 50th and France location. How's tricks? Tricks are good. Good are tricks. Some people are nice. Others are dicks. Wow. Are you a rapper as well? Well, that's what you I was got. just in the rap mood at that yeah. point. Zach Sherwin over here. No, I was no, going to say, like, I mean, like, that's flow a tree in motion. Like, that was right off the top of the dome, was it? Uh, yeah, freestyle. Yeah, I do a okay. lot of freestyling right. uh, on the weekends uh, when I'm so not that's holding not the flag. true at all. Yeah. Keeping it realty. You know it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm doing a thing this year. I feel like you just did a thing that's going to haunt me for the next year on this podcast, I get Chris. that a lot. Yeah. It could be really Unbelievable. Bad. It could be bad if I say Keeping that all it the realty. Because I'm somebody that no, I won't you let the get, joke die. You should get one of those benches but where they I have a realtor's say, face on it. I have a bench it. right by here, but I need to put on there keeping it realty. Keeping it realty. Hey. And you got to have... A, a hat that's all the way sideways, oh, yeah, totally. like a total narc, and like you got to really do your bad. arms oh. like this. Oh yeah, S money, keeping it realty in the fiftieth and France neighborhood with a weed plant behind you that says evidence. Oh, because you are a narc. I totally love. No, that. you got you got to get rid of the narc image. I ain't no narc. <laughs> no, like no feds allowed. No. S Shawnee B, keeping it realty. Yeah, so if you can qualify for a loan, uh, give me a call, 612-859-2594, and we will uh, we'll go show you some homes. Wait, 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 do that again. If you're looking for a house, whether it's for you or your spouse, you're thinking about going to a town where you're funky, not a clown. You go check it out. You get yourself a place to live, not a place to give yourself some little bit of fun, whether you got yourself a daughter or a son. Sean B. 
is my name. Yeah, a no. Six one- oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Keep, keeping it real, T. No, no, it's, yeah, yeah. don't get me wrong. Jimmy it's a great it. bit. It's a great bit, but. Brian was so surprised. He's like, holy always, shit. Always leave him wanting more, though. I was surprised up until I wasn't surprised and anymore. Like, I want more. is it ever going to end? Yeah. But I, but I want more. Six one two eight five nine two five nine four. This year, where uh, I say we, being just me, uh, I'm giving away a portion of every sale to a local uh, artist or musician. Six one two eight five nine two five nine four. You and the Shawnee B crew is what you meant by we, right? My name is Sean. I got a real funky concept. Oh, don't even Sorry. do that. <laughs> yeah, and if, if you wanted more, Chris, you can have them on your podcast. Well, yeah. How's well, that sound? Heck yeah, dude. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm ready. I uh, I don't usually uh, beatbox. No, really, I don't. You did. You sounded good, man. <laughs> You've done it before. It's I a good microphone. Do, I did do. Yeah? I no, did. no, I haven't. They I are mean, good microphones, but you know, I mean, that was as people who decide to just jump into beatboxing out of nowhere. You've clearly done it more than once before. Uh, maybe twice. Yeah, yeah. Do, I've do you know beatbox. Jill Bernard over at Huge Theater? Have you ever met her? Oh yeah. yeah so yeah. I did improv for years. I took uh, musical improv with Jill Bernard, and it was a blast. Now I didn't do a lot of rap stuff, but. Doing musical improv was a blast. The only trick is you kind of try to pick words that are easy to rhyme. Yeah. That's all I'm telling you. Oh. you. For you kids at home that are thinking, how do I study this, Sean? How do I break through? I was just kind of hoping you were going to do that real dry thing that you did before I started doing that. I should. Yeah. I'm sorry. Beat, no, you did it right. You didn't do it my, right. My name is Sean, flag. and I'm here right, to I say the flag up again. I'll get you in a house in the old school way. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you're welcome. Walking down the street. People that I meet. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Very, very easy <laughs> stuff. Our guest is Chris Maddock, and we do have to start thinking about wrapping things up. But what's weird about this is the song I chose to close out the show is actually from the hip-hop family. Uh, so I think you're going to enjoy it a great deal. But it's a remix based on the original, but it's very summery. It's been hotter than a motherfucker, if you'll pardon my use of the French. Do you enjoy the warm weather? So uh, I'm I'm grown good at accepting it. I can accept it. Yeah. Uh, I've, I, I stand, I've done enough, uh, uh, you know, recreational things in the past where I, I, I can feel the ball of fire in the sky uh, at a whim, yeah. you know, like yes. uh, I can, um, you know, th- it's a star yeah. beating down on my uh, Irish skin and I belong under clouds wearing boots, so yeah. I don't belong out in this n- nice weather. Uh, I agree wholeheartedly. But, um, Just boots? Because that's uh, not the part of Ireland that we're from. Dude, I need to be fully covered. Yeah, yeah, I, I, with uh, some sort of thick animal, uh, animal fur. I have a, I have a, uh, uh, air conditioner in the bedroom. That's a, that's the only thing yeah. I can't stand. But yeah, yeah, no, I just I um, you know, I again, summer's fine, but a hundred and four degree heat index. Like if we get above eighty, we get to ninety, and the dew points in the seventies, then seriously, double whammy to the whole world and the nature of existence. I call that dinosaur weather. It sucks. Fit, and- fit for nothing but dinosaurs and ferns. But there are people who. Look forward to it all year, and they love it. Move to fucking Key West because they they get that all year. See, my mood is directly related to the state of my inner thighs. <laughs> like you know, if they're sticky, I'm just not as happy. You got like testicus going. Yeah, I've got it's oh, swalls, <laughs> swalls, which of course is a portmanteau. Yes, that's the French word meaning the you know like. Uh, iPod or podcast is even a portmanteau. Right. Swalls, of course, a portmanteau of sweaty balls. Oh, there's yeah. also swits, swips, or pits. I, I call swips. it state fair ass. 
Oh, that's fitting. Yeah. I was once in the Boundary Waters with a friend of, uh, with my dad and a bunch of his friends, and they referred to it as baboon ass because oh. after four days of not taking a shower and getting very sweaty in that yeah. environment, and perhaps the wipes not being as thorough as they might otherwise be, you begin to develop something that we came to call duck butter. That's why Lewis oh. and Clark killed themselves. <laughs> they didn't kill themselves. They did. One they of did. them did. One of them did. Really? One of them killed Lewis them. or Clark. Really? Too much duck butter. He he. Oh. Later though, not like during the trip. Oh, oh I see. Good. Really? <laughs> yeah. He, the, he he finished the job. Okay. Um, wow. No, he he did. He uh, it was, I don't know if it was Lewis or Clark. Uh, this is I'm an amateur historian. I just know like generally who killed themselves, in. I don't know if it's Lewis or Clark, but it's a hell of a pick me up at the end of the show. Here. It sure is. Hey, <laughs> oh, is this on the that end? Note, don't forget it is the end because we're, we're, we're. I gotta tell there. you what real quick. Uh, what else you got? When I was in, when I did this the first time, yeah, yeah. My buddy John Letcher, shout out, was like, "You're on Brian Oak." He was just going nuts. It's pretty I just exciting to tell you stuff. Rev, <laughs> Rev 105, Rev 105 back in the day, he was like listening to it all the time. Well, John, just if pumped. you're listening now, I appreciate the kind thoughts and the memory and the words. Um, I promise you I'm one of the squarest people you re- you'll ever That's meet. True. But w- you settle what? down over there. What? You settle down. But saying. the Smart Start MN Studios, I mean, this is pretty... Pretty sexy. This is this is it's this or the Playboy Mansion Grotto. Am I right? You got Chris? Cool, I mean you got cool posters. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. It's all, right. all we really wanted was a clubhouse for dudes. Yeah. You know, that's really what this is right dude, here. A place dude, to get dude. away from our wives. But, but also we've also had some incredible dudes. women guests in the show as well. We have They're welcome in here, just no wives. So yeah, no wives. When the women are here, you take down the Pam Anderson posters and the Hey. Yeah. I don't really have any of those. Yeah. Oh, you know, I was more of like the Aaron... Heather Locklear cardboard cutout also over here. Also, not my Cheryl thing. Nope. jackass. <laughs> the only one I really liked was Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Oh. Commander Wilma Deering. You think I <laughs> And that picture of Jennifer Lee on the Temple. desk. Oh, Jennifer Lee. I forgot all about her. Nobody doesn't like Jennifer Lee. Chris Maddock is our guest. He is a comedian. He's a living country legend. You can find out more at, what is it, chrismaddock.com? chrismaddock.com, yeah. All right, very Servitude good. Servitude Podcast on Facebook. There and we go. come see us at Beast Barbecue on Wednesday nights. And that starts this coming Wednesday. Yes. Okay, very good. And when do we get to be on your podcast? Um, We've had oh, you interesting. On twice You've been now. on twice. Yeah, wow, it's crazy. What's you the didn't ratio? Get the invite. I don't well, know what that's about. When but. did you work in the service industry? I did. Okay, well, I worked I, at the Lincoln Dell, and that, that's why they tore it down. I, I worked at Eduardo's Pizza in 1987, and that was my only service industry gig. Man, good man. enough, man. But good pizza. Their breadsticks were First of all, you guys are coming on. Anybody can call in or Zoom anytime they want. But yeah. you guys that, co- we're you, coming in No, person. you come in the studio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Let's get that set up. Okay. Official. It's official. I'm excited. Good, because what, what you really want is one more thing that you have to put That's into your schedule. That's what I was schedule. hoping to. Yeah, yeah. I'm going no. to have the click even. Hey, man, I'm very close to being an empty nester, so it's very close to not having to fucking deal with all this shit. Well, I'm working Damn three kids. jobs, and this one we're going to put a wrap on because i got to get to something else very shortly. Uh, Chris, tell me again uh, where your gig is going down starting on Wednesday. Beast Barbecue in Beast Northeast. Barbecue in Northeast. Good barbecue yeah. every Wednesday night. Oh, and free. And free. free. Well, how do you? Oh, we passed the hat. I was like, well, how does a brother make money? Door, doors are at seven. We're just starting it up, man. I don't know, man. Maybe I'll have to charge. It's so good. 
Well, get down there while it's free. Let, yeah, exactly. All right. Get in on the ground floor, just like it was Chris Coin, like some sort of non fungible token, like a <laughs> like a weird cryptocurrency. Get in while it's free, because you never know how long it's going to stay free. Chris, good luck with your new venture, man. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Good to see you, Thanks, and guys. enjoy the rest of this year as the world slowly opens back up. Uh, thank you, Sean. Oh, hey, thanks. Thanks, Brian. Thanks, Sean. <laughs> thanks to all of our Patreon supporters. Thanks to AudioQuip. They're the ones who provide the audio equipment. That's where they get the name AudioQuip for. As you're getting back out, maybe you're hosting a trivia night. Maybe you want to have a press conference to announce your new non-fungible token, your new cryptocurrency. They would be great to get your audio equipment from. They know exactly what they're doing, and they would like to get in on the ground floor on whatever bizarre coin that you have in mind. You need some sleep. Is that a uh, what portmanteau? What's that? Audio equip? Is that a portmanteau? Uh, Did I say it right? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I portmanteau. guess audio portmanteau. equip equipment. Yeah, I guess that would yeah. be a portmanteau. Yeah. Port-a-potty. No, yeah. just portmanteau. Everyone have a good one. I'm going to leave you with a song right here that I've had in my head all damn day. Now, the original is a well-known summertime classic. It's been warm. It looks like it's going to be in the upper 80s to mid-90s for at least the foreseeable future up to the next week. So I thought, what about a little... DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Now, there's the classic co- song Summertime, but there's this particular remix called the Hybrid Remix that is a sweet ass tasty jam. Crank this all the way up, and thanks for listening to the Brian Oak Show podcast. Put your car on cruise and lay back. Adjust the bass and let the Alpine blast. Riding around in your Jeep or your Benzos. Adjust the bass and let the Alpine blast. Every moment fronting and maxing. Adjust the bass and let the Alpine blast. Put your car on cruise and lay back. It's just summertime, 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 summertime.
Sun Sit Norenzo. Back in Philly, we be out in the park. A place called the Plateau is where everybody goes. Guys out hunting and girls doing likewise. Honking at the honey in front of you with the light eyes. She turned around to see what you leaving at. It's like the summer's a natural aphrodisiac. You will offend it bad. I can pose this line to hit you when it gets you quick for the summertime.